All right, John, tell us, everybody, where we're at today. So uh, where we're at is at Bill Malinivi's house. In Western Springs here. He, this is the famous author of the Oktoberfest, Greek Oktoberfest column. And he loves Oktoberfest. His father was a pilot. And in the, in the Air Force? Or? Uh, he was a boom operator in the Air Force. Yeah, boom, so operator. boom operator. Okay. So anyway, we're here at Bill's house, and he's, he's the photographer. What's the name of the uh, MVP Studio. And he's also the brother of, of a, a popular, or not, I don't know. The a, famous. Yeah, the famous. Uh, the famous woodsman, outdoorman, president of the Chicago Land Anglers Club, prestigious, down big downtown Pashi. <laughs> His name is Steve the Pilot. Steve the Pilot, who is the one who always, I assume, listens on his headphones and clamors and clangs and gets upset about the squeaky chair, the third act of our, our podcast here. Steve doesn't like my squeaky chair, and a few others don't. But like I tell Steve, and I'll tell you, uh, you don't like the chair? Too F bad. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to uh, put WD-40 in my house. <laughs> And have like a bunch of drips on the floor, <laughs> on the sumptuous wood floors that the Tribune. Remember the <laughs> right tri- there, the, the sumptuous, sumptuous wood floors that the Tribune. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, and and I here's a little behind the scenes too for me. Whenever you hear listening to John on the podcast, and we hearing like you know uh, uh, Charles Libson waxing about the politics of the day, you can hear John getting a thought when you hear the chair squeak in the background. And you know he's got something in the in the barrel and he's ready to come out. With well, it. I'm sitting in. Bill's chairs that don't squeak. What am I thinking now? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The idea of of selling merch, I might look askance at it when uh, I'm in my ivory tower of journalism, like (laughs) high up there among the clouds, you know, on the floating island of Laputa. But right now, I want to sell some merch. Yes. Because guess why? See that lovely Sicilian lady sitting on the ta- at the table right now? She's got bills. She, you know, sure. she costs. And I want to make her happy. And so we're going to sell some merch for John Cass News. John Cass News is also going to do some uh, sponsorship work with the Chicago Way. And uh, we're trying to go into the modern modern world step into the newer era but that's why bill steps in bills are doing headshots and some photos to make this merch put on put john and my faces on on coffee cups and hats and things what do you think coffee cup a uh, coffee cup sounds good i t-shirt, uh t-shirt what, what t-shirts would be nice for sure when you're trying to put jeff's head next to mine like, like very large you head. said like get your head closer don't touch it but get it closer yeah. not cheek to cheek not cheek to cheek <laughs> why not cheek to cheek Oh, what was wrong odd. with that? <laughs> that might anyway, be a little odd. Anyway, so what kind, what kind of uh, vehicle do you see this photograph photography going? Why? Cups? Yeah, cup, cups, coffee usual, cups, yeah. T-shirts. You said that you want to do a hat. And any of that, you know, you can do magnets for the back of your car. <laughs> there you, you go, magnets. So, Bill, you've known John for how long? John and I met probably 20 years ago. We bumped into each other at the grocery store. Uh, Dominic's back in those days. And I'm sure he had some advice for you on seasoning. Oh, absolutely. That's where we met in the seasoning aisle. We were talking spices. Sure. Good spices on meat. Naturally. Now's the time for pot roasts and an oxtail stew. And he's going to make a pot roast for his daughter. (laughs) That's the plan. I love it. Well, how'd you get into photography? I was a film student at Columbia 
back in the day after I transferred out of Purdue and uh, really enjoyed film school, but um, didn't really want to move to L.A. I, I was working uh, as an intern mm-hmm. on several different films, and I was offered a job on Road to Perdition, which Hanks hired all the people locally and then took them with out to L.A. to work in the studios, and I didn't want to move. So the studio I was, the photo studio I was working at, the owner offered me a job, and I took it and haven't looked back. I bought it a few years later, and that's the way it's been. Tough. I mean, a tough job to, to kind of get into and maintain, but yeah, you made mean, a go of it? It was, it was uh, we were going gangbusters at the start, but, sure. you know, that was, what, 2006, and, you know, a couple of years later we hit a recession, and everybody started yeah. taking their own pictures, and sure. nobody wanted to pay, and, you iPhones. Know, yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to compete with that. Everybody's sure. got a camera, everybody thinks they're a photographer, so. Or, right, for example, I took a photograph of myself, or I had Betty take it of me. Uh, in my office, you know, books behind me, and we put it up. And uh, on the website, you know, I'm my own photographer. Sure. Like, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm looking, and I kept staring at it. And the, the in the glasses, I'm it's flashing. You know, they're they're glowing and mm-hmm. glaring. There's a glare. Like, why did I do that? Because I don't know what the bleep <laughs> right. I'm doing. It's exactly right? me, and, right? And that's people should you know think about that. I can do pictures of cats pretty well, but that's about it. That's where it's, it's the limit. Yeah, everybody can take pictures. It's it's when you need them to count, and if you have to go and do all this stuff in Photoshop, then there's a problem in the beginning. You know, yeah. the first photo you take may be a little off. You know, the exposure might be off, but once you're set up, they should be perfect every time. And if you want to make them look crazy, then you use Photoshop. But the, right. the, the, your base photo should be really, really good. Well, I think we're uh, we're looking forward to so what the work we did today. We're coming to a, a coffee mug near you. Yeah, we're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I put it out on Twitter already because everything is on Twitter. Right. Well, it doesn't and, exist. Uh, it doesn't and exist uh, put Jeff on Twitter. Jeff <laughs> hates having his photo taken. He does. Which is why I thought it would be good. Yes. It's apropos, of course. I love it. Well, Bill, thanks so much. We're looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, this is that's kind of why this week's a little bit of a, a short podcast week. John and I are here. Doing this, and John's cranking out columns, which have been hat tip fantastic. Well, we've got we got some other issues we want to talk about. You want to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. All right. One of the issues. Well, one is uh, the former place I used to work. The paper. The paper has this uh, heartbreaking story about a poor little Venezuelan guy who's a contractor Mm -hmm. and a construction worker. And he just can't make it here, so he's like saying, and the, the 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 reporter was so excited to write it. There is no American dream, he yeah. said. What American dream? There's no American dream. And I'm thinking, did he didn't find the welfare tree? <laughs> well, did, yeah, did, right. Did anyone show? Well, him? I mean, what do you expect? They get, they came to a place that they were they were promised, you know, the, the American dream. And what did they get? They got you know cots in a, on a carpet and then a. Or on a floor in a police station or a tent outside. I drove down 63rd last week, and two different police stations yeah. were surrounded by mm-hmm. tents. And yeah. these people just sitting on chairs inside a tent. Yeah. I, I don't understand. What are they doing there? It's a lot better than it was for the Greeks back in the day. Because when my grandfathers came here in the 1890s, like 10, 15 years after the great Chicago fire, yeah. uh 
Greeks could not sleep indoors. It's not that they didn't want to. Yeah, nobody would give them. They weren't allowed to because they're Greeks. Not that they were complaining because that's what happened, you know. I mean, the Irish need not apply. The Irish Irish went through it. The Greeks went through it. The Italians went through it. Right, buddy? All the people went through it. And now this guy goes through it. But the difference is he doesn't have the stand to sand to stay. Yeah, and and I, don't, I mean, obviously, I wasn't around then, and and, and I don't know the histories of that. There was no welfare then. No, no, I don't mean welfare. I mean, we, we and I were talking about this earlier, but the idea that there was no nothing. They're, they're just being used as pawns. They're just moving shuffled back and forth across the board, and no one's doing anything of value, even if they could. I mean, you had churches, or at least from my family, you know, that they could get help, they could get placement help some find a job or maybe stay in someone's home. I mean, the, the, the Catholic Church was a, a big part of it. But now it seems like the churches, we don't even have that. There's, that's because they've been diminished over the years because of um, various Cardinal Supich was too busy killing the scholarship program yeah. for uh, thousands and thousands of minority kids. Right. So he had his hands full. Don't expect them to handle everything. Well, I can't. I don't expect that. But I, you know, it's you get the you see that that the Catholic charities are paying for flights and things and kids people people come up here from the border, which is a, we've we've discussed is a is a mess that even you and I can't solve, other than put up a wall. And, but who sent them here? Well, that's the thing is that so the Catholic charities are spending money to send them here, I'm not but then there's it. no, no. But I'm saying we're, we're, we're we there's no no one's everyone's doing them? just the bare minimum. Who called them, Betty? Who called them to surge the border? <laughs> I don't think we're going to get Betty involved She's in this one. Saying, she knows, but I can. Well, say, it's it's you're who's right, the it's, one who says in this we're a welcoming country? Surge the border. Who said that? Well, I don't know if that was an explicit quote. Surge yeah, the did. border. Who said it? I don't know who said that. It's an explicit quote. Joseph Robinette. Robinette I don't know why. Christine yeah. loves that that middle name. Bleep has a middle <laughs> name. Like Robinette. Yeah, well. Half a, you know what? Yeah, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Robinette Biden. Right. Well, but what, did, did, was it Surge? I don't remember them calling for it. I don't remember saying, hey, please come in, the, in, in, in mass. The, in the, uh, you'll have to read John Cass News because it's there. The quote is right there. You've got to come. He wants, I want people to surge the border, he said. Surge. Wow. Yeah. And he made that little face like, he's like, no bullshit. I'm not, you know, no malarkey. I know. Let's go, Brandon. But again, that's the whole idea that they can say one thing. Everyone puts up one little thing to say. Oh, look, look! I, I appeased all the right people by saying this, and in reality, there's no plan. There's we had. That's why I feel sorry for the people. Yeah, absolutely. I feel sorry for Mister uh, Castle John. That was his name. I, he must be a Greek guy from <laughs> Venezuela. Castle Yanni, Castillo, <laughs> Castillo Yanni, or something like that. But whatever it was, yeah. Uh, my grandfather came here like as a little boy. Mm-hmm. He was taken to Boston where he worked in a factory. And the guy who got him the job, who set him up for the job, was stealing from him. Mm-hmm. Sure. So my papu Pete, famous for the line, uh, when the politician speaks, the donkey breaks, breaks wind. wind yeah. uh, when... Uh, when he was stuck in the in Boston in the winter, mm-hmm. they weren't getting the money. And he confronts the guy and says, where's the money? Why is my family getting the money? And all the other kids, in the, they were like all these 10-year-olds yeah, and 8-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. And they're all there confronting a grown man. And guess what? 
They didn't like what they heard. And you know what happened? The old man ended up on the, the grown man ended up on the ground. I don't know if they bashed his head in or what, but I think they did because the next thing we know, Papu was 10 years old and on the train, like hitching a ride, bumming a ride on the train, hobo to Utah. You know, how many Greeks out there? How many many Greeks would want to go to Utah? (laughs) All they did was, oh, you're Greek? Yeah, good. Climb up the hill. Stick this dynamite in the hole mm. and light it and see, and see if you can come down. Right. Enjoy uh, yourself. Welcome to America. Hey, I mean, they are getting it. Like you said, they are getting the uh, crash course and, and do it yourself. But they were promised, like you said, by lots of people. Oh, they come up. We'll take care of you. But you don't believe, just don't believe in the uh, promises of politicians. No. Because, and I guess I'll ask Bill to translate this. Because when they speak, aftos milai kiogaidros klani. What does that mean, Bill? When this guy talks, the jackass farts. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Biden. Thank you, President Biden. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've you said these people came across well, harrowing to get here. I mean, it's not yeah. like they just wandered up here and are like, oh, this will be great. Let's go on vacation. Not dilettantes. No, right. I mean, they're, they're surviving terrible situations to, to, and coming from terrible situations. It just feels like, but that's the history of immigrants. Yeah, it's not. There's not. A, their story is not unique. No, no. But I mean, that's the point. But that's my point. His, his papu, my papu was in line to be conscripted into the Turkish army in World War One. His brother pulled him out of line, threw him on a boat, didn't know where the boat was going, and right. said goodbye. But that right. But so if, so if they have the similar setup and the similar path to here, the outcome is seemingly going to be different, though, because nobody no, they're here, but nobody wants to do anything. At all with them. I mean, it's the opportunity is you're alive. Right. Here's your opportunity. You're alive. Fight for you know when. The, but what's when what's the, the fight though? You guys, you keep talking about they need to be doing. What do they need to be doing then? But that's the thing that, that nobody has an answer work. for. But nobody they can't work. There's nowhere for them to work. No one allows them to work. Shoe Legally, shine, they boy. can't work. Shoe shine. Nobody has a shoe shine anymore. Then build one. Find one. Get a get wood. But build. that's the point. Is that at least there was something. There was this. Our economy but, is not growing in jobs like that. Menial true. job. Every base level of of entry point into this country in the economy requires something. It requires an education. It requires training. That's it requires sponsorship. Spoken like, spoken like my friend who was, I thought, rejecting all the ideas of the central planners. And now you're like, you're <laughs> back again. We're not in Sweden. No, but it's not the Nordic it, country. It's not about giving them jobs. We're, the assumption is that we that there are jobs to be had. This country isn't a, a, the country it was where make, a 10-year-old could go into a factory and work. That's not going to happen in this make country. Make your own job. But there is no job. We, we, we gave these people, we didn't do anything. They did. It, but that, my point is, what do we do with them now? They're here. We're going to turn around and push them back? Yeah. Let's, then let's start doing that. But, I, I, but if, I, if, I, if, if there's nothing for them to do here because there are no entry-level jobs like that, then <sighs> we're screwed. You know what? I'll tell you. Right now in Iowa, there's a... a Plenty of meat plants that have meat packing jobs. You need a boning knife. You need a. And I'm sure those are controlled by the unions, and I'm sure, sure you can't just walk in some someone off. So the whole system is, is completely just, just not what it was when any of our relatives then came in. ship them back. Well, then there you go. And and the, the, who's going to do that? Jeff and I, I'll do it. No. <laughs> you want me to press the button? Nobody's going to do it. But that's the that. point. Is that uh, You we, know who's going to do it? I'll tell you who's going to do it. Donald Trump will do it. 
uh, how? I mean, you, you can say what, you want to do it, but to it's porn them. But it's untenable. We're a sanctuary state now in a city. They're never going to be able to deport people from Chicago because that's the whole point. And so well, it, I'd like to know how that works, how you exempt yourself from federal law. I mean, that's it's called nullification. <laughs> well, yeah, home rule. I mean, uh, the state, state, state constitution law. gives them the ability to rule themselves. And we don't have to, have to obey the laws of dr- the drug laws. Uh, we can have uh, sex workers. Precedent is set. The precedent's set. People nullify the law. There's no order. There's no law right. and order. So they nullify it because they feel like it. Mm. And, and that's what I mean. Because of feelings. <laughs> feelings, right. It's feelings that we've got us here. It's feelings why Chicago has a target on its back. Because we had people in power who were saying, oh, it's, this sanctuary thing's great. It's such a, a, a feather in our cap. And now the, there was nothing to back it up. There was no pipeline. There was no, come here, we need jobs. Yeah, we need people to work. I but, don't but think they were expecting what resulted when they made that statement that they were. They weren't like, expecting anything. It was that's, a field that's the problem. Good. We're so nice right. and benevolent and right. welcome. That's the problem. They weren't expecting anything. And then they came. We're in, you know, one thing when we started here mm-hmm. today, we looked around, Betty and I drove through, we stopped at Kirschbaum's for yeah, its coffee cake. Right, right. It's our old neighborhood. We lived here for 30 years. And I remember all the signs in the front lawns. Hate has no home here. Right. When they were voting for Marie Newman mm. or some other, like, Bolshevik. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, they voted for her, and they had their hate has no home here sign. And they're welcome to it. Right. And it's just, it's like a little shocking to go through it again. You well, know? that's the thing is that you've got all these people who supported, who voted through all these people and pushing all these Joe Biden's the world. And they have with the signs out, they do what's, you know, performative, you know, liberalism. And then there's nothing behind it. There's no, when, the, when the, the poor and the needy show up on your doorstep, we're like, well, just don't drive around that 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 police station, or you this know, is like, I'll hand out a couple of dollars in the corner. Send them to the Burridge Marriott. Send them to Martha's Vineyard. Right. Well, come on. How long do they last there, Martha's Vineyard? It's all, but it's all twenty four hours, and they were kicked out. It's it's a shell game. It's this the weird now. political. Yeah, <laughs> this weird political like the chess Parthenon game. Used to be on Allstead. Yeah. they've turned that into a shelter now for the. Uh, People that have come in. Yeah. I mean, we need to start from the bottom up to fix the problem. We could take these people in and, and like you said, put them to work many places throughout the country. I've got another question. Sure. Both our guest and you can answer. And this involves Brandon Johnson. I've heard of him. What's with the pointy head? Just, I'm not going to go down this. I don't know what you're talking about. His head. Did you ever see his head? No, I don't understand. We brought this up last week. And I don't understand. Is it a haircut? Like the pointy I, haircut? I, no, I have a shape in the head, so I can't go down this path. I, I have a big. I have a big damn head myself. I know. I have like the head, like when Billy Fish screamed out in uh, the Man Who Would Be King. They they take their hats off to women, and they give names to dogs. <laughs> These are Englishmen. And I'm not an Englishman, but yeah, I have a big damn right, right, right. The watermelon on a toothpick. Watermelon on a toothpick. So what's with his I don't know. pointy I, head thing? I don't know, John. But you were talking about being back in the neighborhood, the old neighborhood, and yeah. you know, coming in from Indiana for this. You know, Did you know that you have a neighbor, a uh, fellow brethren in arms in Stacey Davis Gates, who's apparently lived in Indiana since 2007? Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, uh, Wait, does this mean, is this why 
the Bolsheviks and other troll, leftist trolls aren't attacking me for living in Indiana? Well, I mean, she kind of did, but she didn't. And then I was like, well, that's weird. She could have taken the layup, to, you know, slam dunk. We talked about this. I mean, you were like, oh, I, I probably isn't ripping on my Indiana home. That's a great thing. We now know why, because allegedly, supposedly, she's, she been, lit. Taking, yeah. Yeah, she's been taking a homestead exemption in Indiana since 2007. Nice deal. Yeah, you and she was it. caught. But luckily for her, Indiana law only allows three years of back pay. So she just to make up our taxes for the last three years I and can't move wait. forward. But, but wait, let's roll back. She was a teacher. She was a CPS teacher who was supposed to be required to live in the city. But yet she had a homestead in Indiana. So how are we giving this woman any power? She clearly is unethical. She She's a liar. She calls people terrible names on social media. But somehow she's the second most powerful person in the city. And she said I, should, I was at the old people's home. Right. And the nurse that feeds me pudding or whatever exactly. should be monitoring yeah. me. Somebody who had, who had a stroke, which is a terrible thing to go through and very hard Thanks, on everybody. Thanks, Stacey. Yeah. Thanks so a lot, So this is the honey. leader that, that the teachers union has selected. Oh, by, and we haven't even gotten to the fact that, that they're missing lots of money in their audits. And we'll have Austin Berg on sometime soon to explain the but, whole thing. But what's, what's the upshot with all this? The upshot? I, I'm struggling to find one. This, this, whole, this whole thing is ridiculous. And meanwhile, Brandon Johnson doesn't have an answer for anything. And for that, I think we should just go and have a delicious, sumptuous Szechuan dinner or lunch, which includes... What are those dumplings that have soup in them? Have you ever had those soup dumplings? Yeah, mm. Oh, my God. I love Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Bill, thank you so much for, for having us in and doing some photos for us. My and, pleasure. And good luck with the roast beef. Pot roast. Pot roast. Pot roast. Yes. Get some peas. Oh, don't worry. We what, gotta... what's, the, what's seasoning besides? I, I, I kind of have my own recipe. I just put the, uh, you know, the aromatics, the celery, hufta carrots, uh, celery, carrots, onions, uh, some thyme. What is a hufta? A hufta is a handful. Okay. He knows how to cook. You know. There you go. And just, you know, some, some red wine. Uh, I don't drink red wine. I only cook with it. Uh, so um, red wine, a little beef broth, and let it simmer for four hours. All right. Can't go wrong there. For Bill Melanides, ace photographer, and for Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio, my friend, friend of cats, future physics teacher and for me john cass editor-in-chief of johncassnews.com and you will see us soon on a coffee cup offered to subscribers of the chicago way and see you again next time on the chicago way podcast on wgn plus